This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right, Crowley, sounds like a great weekend as usual out at Wrigley Field. And the uh, Cubs are going to be hosting the D-backs. But before we get into previewing that, let's take a quick look at the standings and a couple of notes. Dustin, the Cubs, after Milwaukee lost today, are 1.5 games out of first place. I mean, I just it's unbelievable. Um, the Brewers are kind of coming back to earth. They're five and five in their last 10, while the Cubs are seven and three and now riding a four game winning streak. Cincinnati is five games back from Milwaukee, Pittsburgh 12.5 and look at St. Louis still in the basement. But now you you're really, like I said, between the wild card and the, and the division, the Cubs are right in striking distance. They're right behind Philadelphia, right? They're, they're, right. they're about a game they're back right from there. Philly. They're right there. One game back from Philly, so if they could take first, they would have home field advantage. They have home. Otherwise, there are yeah. no home games. The series do not move. It's all the games are in one spot. So as, as it stands right now, the Cubs would be at the Phillies. Now, Miami, Arizona, who's If I'm understanding Miami, it right. If I'm understanding. I think you are right. And so Miami's about half a game out of the wild card picture. They've gotten hot lately, winning five in a row. Arizona is three out of their last seven. So something to kind of keep an eye out right there. They are one game from the final pop, um, wild card spot. And then San Fran just got knocked all the way back there. They're now 2.5 games back on yeah, a six-game losing them in the rearview mirror of that. I think they're kind of game set and match, as we'd like to say. No doubt about yep. that. It's so the standings, are, uh, the standings are looking favorable. And they've got what? They've got a bunch of games with the Diamondbacks and a bunch of games with the Rockies coming up. Diamondbacks, Rockies, yeah, a lot. So it's, uh, you know, when you look at the calendar, it's it's – they couldn't have drawn this up any better. This is just uh, the way that the schedule kind of plays out. You still got, yeah, Arizona, Colorado, Arizona, Pittsburgh, Colorado, Atlanta, Milwaukee. Yeah, well, in some unfortunate news, the Dodgers' Julio Urias is under investigation for violating the league's domestic abuse policy. This is probably the second time he's allegedly uh, gone through this, and he is a potential big free agent that I don't think many teams will want any part of. What a mistake! You know what? What an awful thing to do! And 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 you know, just God, you, you know, he was he was one someone that when you look at the the potential starting pitchers that were going to be out there, he could have had a good payday, and he screwed it up. So that's on him. Yeah. In some better news, though, Marcus Stroman uh, threw a decent bullpen, and they're waiting to see how he uh, comes out of that. Yeah. So you know, when we look at the roster moves in the injury report, Stroman threw a normal bullpen session on Monday. Ross said that Stroman was excited about how he felt but it's Ross feels it's still too early to determine if he could come back as a starter or a pen. If his arm doesn't get stretched out, good friend of the podcast, Tommy perch broke the news about Luke little today. So that was great. You were saying the name is ironic six, eight two twenty. He was selected in the fourth round of the 2020 draft. And today is the day Michael Fulmer was eligible to come off the IL. 
Um, same with Nick Birdie. He's scheduled to picture, pitch with the I Cubs after some uh, irritation in his arm. But uh, I have not heard about Fulmer or anything about that since then. Yeah, I'm hoping that Fulmer's back up for the uh, four-game set against the uh, D-backs. And maybe it's time for Mark Leiter Jr. to have some kind of soreness or something, get a little break. Yeah, you know what though, Dustin? Let, let, let's let's look at that. When was the last time that you saw uh, Edward Alzali? Was what Friday night? Right, right. So is something so, going on there that they're not telling us? Hopefully not. Uh, I don't know if they're giving him a little rest or or if he is uh, somebody that might. I don't know. I'm 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 a little nervous because I was watching that carefully. All right, we'll keep an eye on that. We'll keep our eye on Twitter as well. All right, Crowley, here we go. Cubs versus Diamondbacks, and uh, Mark Grace is in town for the uh, festivities with the Cubs weekend you talked about earlier. And uh, here come the D-backs, who are 74-88 and 88, uh, last season, but they are sniffing around the wild card situation right now, right? Yeah, they had the exact same record as the Cubs last season. And just like the Cubs, they had a busy offseason. They added catcher Gabriel Moreno. They had left fielder Lourdes Gurriel, Kyle Lewis as outfielder. Chafin, they got Andrew Chafin, who they traded. And then a whole bunch of right-handed pitchers, Scott Magana and Zach Davies and Miguel Castro. You remember Zach Davies with the Cubs? Mm -hmm. And then Evan Longoria is still around. I can't believe that. But they did lose Dalton Varsho and and Jordan Luplo. But they have a a lot of outfield, uh, a surplus of talent. And so at the trade deadline, the D-backs were really busy. They got closer Paul Seawald from the Mariners. They got Peter Strasliski from the Brewers. That's who they traded Andrew Chafin to. And then they got outfielders Jace Peterson from the A's. And you remember Tommy Pham from the Cardinals and Mets and all over the place. Um, But the Diamondbacks, like you said, 71 and 67, good for second place in the NL West behind the Dodgers and just ahead of the Giants. They currently hold the last wildcard spot and are three games behind the Cubs that spot but uh they are playing colorado they split the first two games and they are playing right now and the score if i'm taking a look at it arizona 11 colorado 5 so see what happens we'll see what happens they look to be in good shape as they'll uh get into wrigley but again you know advantage cubs right they're getting it's a night game tomorrow but they're going to get into wrigley late yeah and and hopefully they're sluggish and uh they don't even know who's pitching tomorrow. <laughs> right. The old TBD. Well, Crowley, you ready to get into the probables? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, this. what can we say about Javier Assad that hasn't been said? The lifesaver right here, a guy right now, 3-2 and two with a 2.69 ERA. Against Cincinnati, he did not get the decision. That was not his fault. He went eight innings pitch, gave up seven hits, zero earned runs, seven strikeouts, and one walk. That was the walk-off game, unfortunately. Against Pittsburgh, he did get the win. He went seven innings and only gave up one earned run. And against Detroit on 821, he went 5.1 innings and gave up two earned runs. But he just seems to be getting better and better with every single start. Yep, he's been really good. And you wonder, you know, if there is a postseason in the Cubs' future, um, what his role would be in the, you know, as a starter or a bullpen guy. Well, you know, like we said, Arizona is TBD. But if you look at Friday's game, that's where we have Jamison Tyone, and I think that's where your question becomes big. Like, would you mm-hmm. say that Jamison? You can't start as a side as a as a side as a side jump Tyone at this I point. I think you have to today, say that. today. I would say yes. Today, I would absolutely. Say yes. I, yep. I I don't think that's going to be changing in the next three weeks. Personally, um, I mean, seven and it's the and home nine. runs. It's the home runs that that's what's killing me with Tyone right now. It's the amount of home runs he gives up. Oh, it's 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 like BP. I mean, right now he's seven and nine with a five seventy three ERA. Against Cincinnati, he did not factor in the decision. 5.2 innings, gave up five earned runs, seven strikeouts. Against Milwaukee, he got the loss, 
six innings, gave up four earned runs, six strikeouts. And against Detroit, he didn't get a decision. 5.2 innings, gave up four earned runs. So it has been a long while since Jamison Tyone has done anything productive as a starter. I mean, I'm trying to remember when the last time he got a win was. Right. He had that little streak, and that was against the Mets. A little streak in June, maybe, or or mid-July, something like that? Yeah, mid to end July to early August. So he had a streak where he had four or five. He rattled off five wins in his six games, and that last win that he got came on August 8th. Yeah, well, so I'm not feeling really great about Friday's game then. How about about who the D-backs are going to throw at the Cubs? Yeah, this is not going to make you feel any better. Zach Gallion is going to be pitching for the D-backs. And, you know, the, the D-backs have pitching, and that's, that's really what kind of has me, like, like I said, I, you know, this is a matchup that I just, I'm not really looking forward to. Zach Gallion's 14-7 and seven with a 348 ERA. He lost his last game to Baltimore, five point, you know, one of the best teams in baseball, 5.1 innings, gave up five earned runs. He lost the game before that against the Dodgers, another good team, five-point innings. He gave up six earned runs. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. And then against Texas, he had a much better start. He went six innings. He only gave up one earned run with 11 Ks. So his last couple starts have been shaky. Only 5.1 innings, gave up five home run, five runs and six runs. So may, maybe the Cubs are catching him at a right time when their offense is hot and, and he's kind of sl- uh, slowing down a little bit. No, we can only hope. All right, game number three, Saturday, Cubs ace, Justin Steele. Yes, sir. What, what you know, Cy Young candidate. We were mentioning it. Number two in the bets, right there. Sixteen wins, three losses, two fifty-five ERA. Magnificent, magnificent against the Giants. Eight innings, zero earned runs against Milwaukee. Six innings, zero earned runs, and against Pittsburgh, six innings, two runs. So this guy has just been absolutely lights out. This is going to be, I think, game three. That's the pitch. Like if if you're just a baseball fan, this is the one that you want to circle as far as pitching matchups. Um, the Diamondbacks are going to throw Merrill Kelly up against him, and so I think that's that's going to be a very exciting game. He's eleven and uh, eleven and six right now with a three twenty two ERA. In his last start, he won he against Colorado seven innings, gave up only one earned run. Against the Dodgers, though, he struggled mightily. They got pounded by the Dodgers. Um, he gave up uh, seven earned runs, twelve hits, five innings pitch. But then he did really good against Cincinnati the start before that. Seven innings, zero earned runs. So I don't. I'm trying to wonder. You know, like I said, uh, you know, you know, we don't know everything about Arizona, but it looked like that Dodgers series was really brutal for him. All right, let's hope that continues. Game number four. This is going to be Sunday. Kyle Hendricks, Doctor Beeper, on the hill. 
Yeah, with Kyle Hendricks, like I said, I'm okay with him as long as the wind is not blowing out. That just, like I said, you know, if and that's the same thing with Tyone as well. But Hendricks, five and seven, three seventy three ERA, so that ERA is still good against the Giants. I saw him, you know, like I said, wind dated home run. One of them was unearned. He gave up seven hits, four earned runs against Milwaukee, six innings, gave up four hits, zero earned runs, and against Pittsburgh, five point two innings, gave up only two earned runs. So I mean, even with that San Fran start, I watched it. It wasn't like he was pitching poorly. It just, there's some, some, you know, cheap home runs. There was a couple mistakes and he just has got to get out of that first inning without yep. giving up a run. Yeah. What would you think? Any, any, would you think about an opener for him? Like somebody no. come out in the first inning and then you bring in Kyle Hendricks? No way. No, no, no. But Kyle's well-established. He's a guy that's very, very routine oriented. I, I'm not messing with that right now. I don't think there's anything you could really do other than just wait for this guy to kind of get into his rhythm. All right, Crowley, let's get into the hots and the knots. Okie dokie. With the hots right now, I mean, we kind of mentioned it before that uh, Seiya Suzuki is super red hot right now. He's 13 for his last 29 with three home runs, 10 RBIs. He is slashing a 448, 484, 931 slug. Unbelievable. Uh, Cody Bellinger, 11 for his last 29. With a double, four home runs, nine RBIs. He's slashing 379, 406, and 828. So those guys are absolutely mashing right now. Oh, yeah. Fantastic ball players. Fantastic right now. And, and you know, we gave Ian Hep, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, we were frustrated. He's now eight for his last 26 with three doubles, one home run, and seven RBIs. And he, only, he has zero strikeout. He doesn't strike out a lot, but, you know, he's slashing 308, 406, 528. So he's another guy that's hot. Yeah, he could be on the list. Let's hope when we get back here uh, after the Diamondback series. All right, who do we have to watch out for as Cub fans, Crowley? Who's the who are some of the hot guys for the uh, Diamondbacks? Ah, uh, yeah, real quick, just Christopher Morrell and Heimer Candelario are pulling up the not list right now. I was I'm trying really- to stay positive, Crowley. I was trying to stay <laughs> positive. The Cubs are, you know, a game and a half out of first place. Come on. I Let's just want to talk about the, the knots. I mean, after Christopher Morrell hit that shot last night, it's uh, we're disrespecting him. I would like to see Candelario get out here, but, but see, here's the thing with Morel. It's, it's interesting to see now, but you know, every now and then he can start getting on one of those hot streaks too. So, you know, but, but Jaime is a guy that I really want to see kind of come back and, and start to play a little bit uh, better and help the team out. But again, when you got three guys that are hot right now and you can put Jan Gomes in that category, the knots don't hurt you as bad. Right. Absolutely. All right. Let's get into the Diamondbacks. Who who are guys that we need to watch out for as Cub fans over the next four games? You know, Kettle Marte. He's a great hitter. Six for his last 15. Um, zero home runs, two RBIs, but he's slashing 400, 438, 667. Christian Walker, their first baseman, six for his last 15 with two home runs and th- three RBIs. Uh, 400, 436, 800. Also look out for Lourdes Gurriel. Um, mm. He is five for his last 17, two home runs and three RBI. So Walker and Gurriel are the ones providing the power. Um, Tommy Pham and Alex Thomas are not doing much as far as outfielder concerned. They're both two for their last 16 with no home runs and only one RBI. Well, let's hope that continues. All right, Crowley, prediction time. Uh, four games set. I know you hate those, but it's four games. It's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Diamondbacks at Wrigley Field. Yeah, there's a TBD in there. I'm, I'm going to go with the Cubs taking three of four. Obviously, I don't like game two at the Jamison Tyone. Assad versus TBD after after they had to fly all night. I'll take that. I like Justin Steele over Merrill Kelly. That'll be fun. And then I think Kyle Hendricks will b- beat Brandon Puffed who's one and eight with the six twenty seven ERA. 
Yep, I am with you. Three out of four. I won't get greedy. It's the uh, tie-owned game that the Cubs will drop over the next four. Uh, that's a wrap. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. Follow us on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, and also don't forget you can email us, flythew670, gmail.com. Chat with us and now watch us on YouTube by subscribing to the 670 The Score YouTube channel. Crowley, enjoy the games. I know you'll also be tuned in. It's week one of the NFL season. I know you're all pumped up about that. Um, yeah. So I'll have to have two monitors going during the uh, Bears game and the Cubs game. But fortunately, I think the uh, Cubs are playing earlier. Bears kick off a little bit after three on Sunday. Um, have a great weekend. And uh, you know what to say. Yeah, make sure, Cub fans, you're following my social at Crawley's Cubs. I will be at the games Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And so I will be there and I will have all the Hall of Fame stuff for the next time we meet. And this whole weekend, I'll be cheering, Go Cubs! <laughs>